everyone, it's Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, Biblical Encouragement for Women of All Ages. Last episode, we talked about practical ways to have a God-honoring girls' night. In other words, how to spend time with your female friends in a really God-honoring way. And we really addressed the issue of gossip, how it's so easy to fall into that pattern when we get together with girlfriends of processing our gripes and our grievances towards others. And we replaced gossip with an often neglected activity which is truly God-honoring, and that's encouraging our sisters in Christ and building them up in their faith. This episode, I'd like to look at another typical activity that often we do when we get together with female friends, and that is trivial talk, otherwise known as idle chatter. It's really amazing how we as women can talk for hours about nothing, at least nothing that has really any eternal value. Our culture is becoming more and more frivolous and shallow, and it's all too easy to fall into idle chit-chat with our friends, wasting precious hours, as Amy Carmichael once said, by deliberate choice on things that are not worthwhile. Of course, laughing and having fun with our friends can be refreshing and healthy, and not every conversation has to be super serious in order to be edified. But mindless chatter about Hollywood gossip, Facebook fads, and pop culture's values will only cause us to become distracted from Christ and consumed by worldly things that are passing away. The Bible warns us, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Jim Elliott once wrote a letter to his sister with a really powerful exhortation. He said, live every day as if the Son of Man were at the door and gear your thinking to the fleeting moment. Just how can it be redeemed? Walk as if the next step would carry you across the threshold of heaven. That is so powerful because so often we live so much in the moment and we lose sight of eternity in what we're thinking, how we're acting, what we're saying. We, we don't have an eternal perspective. It is so easy to forget that this world is not our home. We become consumed with things that will not last for eternity. How many of our pastimes and our conversations are spent on things that we will carry with us into heaven? And how many are spent on things that will one day fade into nothing? Ephesians 5.16 says, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Instead of viewing our conversations with girlfriends as opportunities for meaningless worldly chatter, we need to live as if the next step might carry us across the threshold of heaven. May we not be ashamed when we stand before our king because of silly, idle distractions and conversations that pulled our gaze away from him. Proverbs 23 tells us that idle chatter leads only to poverty. When we waste time and energy on idle chit-chat that has no eternal value, we end up spiritually impoverished, and yet it's all too easy to waste so much of our conversations on idleness. During Paul's evangelistic journeys in the book of Acts, he came upon a group of Athenians who spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. This is in Acts 17. That is such a great example of many of us in our culture today. Now, these people at first expressed interest in hearing Paul's message, but only a few of them embraced the life-changing truth of Christ because they were too busy with their trivial idle chit-chat. The Bible tells us, shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness. The term idle babbling here means empty discussion and discussion of vain and useless matters. 
Well, I don't know about you, but that does sound a little familiar when I think of a lot of girl get-togethers. And this kind of idle babbling is the opposite of the godly, fruitful, eternally focused communication that we are called to as Christians. As it says in Romans, let us pursue things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another, which means to build someone up in their faith, to promote another person's growth in Christian wisdom, piety, and holiness. In other words, if we don't have something edifying and God-honoring to say, then we shouldn't say it or post it online for that matter. Jesus tells us every idle word that we speak, we shall give account for it in the day of judgment. So it's easy to fall into this idea that when we're with our girlfriends, it's okay to just let our guard down and talk about meaningless, trivial things that have no eternal value. But really, when we're with our friends, our goal should be to edify them, to build them up in Christ, and to encourage them spiritually through what we're sharing, or to bless them and encourage them with your love and affection for them. If your words serve no eternal purpose, they become nothing more than time wasters and distractions, not merely in your own life, but also in the lives of those that you're talking with. A great way to figure out whether your conversations have eternal value is to ask the question, do these words point people to Jesus Christ and reflect his nature? Do they serve any higher purpose other than to just fill space and sound interesting? Do they honor God or do they esteem the shallow things of this world? Another practical question to ask is to say, is this activity or conversation distracting me from Christ or causing me to adopt the ungodly values of the world? If the answer is yes, then you know it's time to step away from that activity or conversation. I love the quote by John Toller, a pure heart is one to which all that is not of God is strange and jarring. And I know for me, that statement has been such a powerful reminder to keep me from becoming careless about the things that I'm talking about and thinking about on a daily basis. If a casual conversation with my friends is causing me to develop a flippant attitude towards sin and worldliness, then I know it's not a conversation that I should be engaged in. So if we're not going to engage in trivial idle chit chat when we get together with our girlfriends, what is the God honoring alternative? It's edifying truth. And we talked about speaking edifying words a minute ago. Let's take a deeper look at it. If you find yourself in the midst of a conversation that is not edifying or God honoring, what should you do? Well, it depends on the situation. In some cases, it's best to quietly excuse yourself. Other times, you might have the opportunity to redirect the discussion into more edifying territory. Asking your friends what they have been learning spiritually or how they have witnessed God's faithfulness in their lives is a great way to start. And if you're with non-believing friends, you can still ask them purposeful questions, such as inviting them to share what their hopes and dreams are for the future or to tell you a sweet memory from their childhood. If you ask intentional questions and show genuine interest in their responses, you'll be amazed at how quickly the conversation can steer in a healthy, God-honoring direction. Sharing with your Christian friends what you've been studying in the Bible or learning at church is a wonderful way to keep the conversation centered on truth instead of triviality. Now, this doesn't mean that every conversation has to specifically be about spiritual things. But when you are purposeful about building each other up on your most holy faith, as scripture says, you will come away from these gatherings truly strengthened and renewed. Two of my friends and I have regular get-togethers where we share spiritual truths that God has been teaching us, and then we spend time praying for each other. This may sound like a dull way to spend time with female friends, but nothing could be further from the truth. The word of God becomes alive and exciting when you hear how it's working in other people's 
people's lives. And when you take time to share your own spiritual journey, it can help articulate and solidify what God is doing in your own heart and life. So I encourage you next time you're gathered with your Christian girlfriends to look for ways that you can build each other up in truth and edify and point their eyes to Jesus Christ through every word that you speak. And if you prayerfully consider how God would have you do this, he will show you specifically what that means for you. Another activity that is very much a default when it comes to women's get-togethers is chick flicks. There's something so appealing about sitting around with girlfriends, munching on snack food, and watching some romantic comedy or heartwarming love story unfold on a big screen. Now, this activity isn't always wrong, but there are a few pitfalls we need to be careful to avoid. First of all, the kind of movie that we choose is important. In the past, I've enjoyed watching clean, inspiring dramas like Anne of Green Gables or Pride and Prejudice with my Christian friends, but I've also been at plenty of women's gatherings where some not-so-edifying movies were being shown. For some reason, we as women often justify movies that applaud immorality because they fall into the chick flick category. We often fall for the notion that allowing a little immorality, crudeness, and sensuality in isn't really a big deal when it's just a chick flick that we're watching with our girlfriends. It's kind of like the belief that road trip calories don't really count. But according to God, our standards should be just as high when we're with our girlfriends as in any other situation. If Jesus were sitting there watching the movie along with us, would he be pleased or would he be grieved? Answering that question can clear up a lot of confusion as to which movies should be allowed in our lives. Secondly, I believe that the amount of movies we watch with our friends really does matter. It's easy to constantly default to movie watching mode when we want to relax and have fun with our friends, but often this keeps us from having time for the many other edifying activities that we could be choosing to do with our friends. I've personally decided that edifying movies should be an occasional pastime with my friends, but not the main way that I spend time with them. Keeping movies to a once in a while activity with my friends leaves a lot more time for purposeful questions, praying with my friends, talking about spiritual truths, and doing meaningful things with them. So I would encourage you to prayerfully consider whether movies or other forms of entertainment have taken too great a role in the time that you spend with your friends. And if the answer is yes, consider other non-screen ways that you could spend that time. A few ideas might be cook or bake a meal together, make a special gift to share with someone in need, go on a walk or a hike, or even just spend time playing games together, which lends a lot more to conversation and relational time than sitting in front of a screen. A great God-honoring alternative to chick flicks is to study the lives of real-life Christian heroes. It's a little-known yet edifying way to experience the thrill of drama, adventure, and romance that we often seek through movies. If we watch or read stories of real-life Christian heroes, it's amazing how exciting those stories really can be, not to mention spiritually edifying. There are scores of audiobooks, biographies, and even movies and documentaries about women and men who have overcome incredible obstacles and seen God's faithfulness proven in their lives in many profound ways. Experiencing these true stories with your Christian friends is a wonderful way to cultivate deep spiritual conversations and discuss practical ways that you can apply biblical truths to your everyday life. One of my favorite things to do with my Christian friends is to go through a biography together and talk about how it is impacting us as we read it. The benefits far outweigh any temporary warm fuzzies that a chick flick might bring. Some of our favorite stories 
stories have been Elizabeth Fry, William Wilberforce, William and Catherine Booth, Lilius Trotter, Amy Carmichael, Hudson Taylor, George Mueller, Gladys Sailward, Corey Tinboom, Esther Onkim, Brother Andrew, Darlene Dibler, Lillian Trasher, Mary Slesser, Oswald Chambers, Jim and Elizabeth Elliot, and the list really does go on. If watching chick flicks has become a major focus in your time with your friends, I would encourage you to consider swapping out some of those movie times for some powerful biographies or audiobooks about real-life Christian heroes. You'll really be amazed at how much excitement and adventure is packed into these true stories and, of course, real spiritual depth. Here are some final thoughts that I want to share with you. Godly friendships are a wonderful gift from heaven. Let's begin seeking to honor him in how we choose to use this gift. The world has its formula for enjoying time with our female friends, but God's pattern is far better and so much more satisfying. When we invite him to be the guest of honor at our girl gatherings, we will come away uplifted, refreshed, and fulfilled. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. For more about living a God-honoring, Christ-centered life, please visit us at setapartgirl.com. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.